BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carleen Higgins. Hello, Breaking Beauty fam, and welcome back to our show. Hi, Jill. Hey, Carleen. So today is a glowdown episode, and the topic is all about adult acne. And personally, this is something that I struggle with. And I would say that trying to tackle adult acne is often the main reason that many people get interested in skincare in the first place, because they want a path to clear skin, right? For sure. And our guest today brings three decades of experience as an esthetician that is Renee Rillo. Renee works with some famous faces like Demi Lovato and Lily Reinhardt and Lisa Renna. And she's also built a huge following on her website, ReneeRillo.com, by providing advice and education with her blog content. We actually did an episode with Renee already. So this is like an encore that was back in January 2020. It was all about the basics of how to build your skincare routine. That was episode 99, if you want to check it out in our archives. But that's been like our top episode. So we had to bring her back, especially in light of the fact that she's celebrating a big anniversary this year. Yeah. And Renee is not only her blog content sets her apart as an esthetician, but a massive congrats to her because she's one of the first estheticians to create her own line and sell it directly to consumers on her website. It's 25 years since she launched her eponymous line, Renee Rillo Skincare. And I just think that's a huge accomplishment. So shout out to Renee. And a little teaser, we're going to be doing a huge giveaway, actually, of Renee Rouleau skincare products on our Instagram. So be sure to follow us at Breaking Beauty Podcast for more deets. Oh, I love that peel that she has, the uh, the berry, triple berry oh, yeah. peels. So good. Totally. So in today's episode, we ask Renee about the root causes of adult acne. And we get really specific about cleansers, treatments, um, basically a routine that you can follow if, if you suffer from adult acne. And then we also answer some questions that came out of our Facebook chat room. We get really specific about how to deal with scarring, for example. Exactly. Because when you're dealing with adult acne, you really have to do the most. You're kind of juggling <laughs> all the balls, getting all of the things in order to make your skin as clear as possible. So really appreciated all of her tips. And of course, we always recap our episodes. You can check that out over on breakingbeautypodcast.com. So without further ado, welcome Renee. <laughs> Thank you.
pulled that thought, need to tell you about the new earrings I'm obsessed with in partnership with Ana Luisa. So this year I've gone back into wearing jewelry. I don't know if it's because people only see me from the neck up on Zoom, but I've been layering necklaces way more. And I even got a new ear piercing so I could do that whole earring stack thing. And that's why I was excited to discover a new to me jewelry brand called Ana Luisa. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. So Ana Luisa is a jewelry brand that aims to make simple yet stunning pieces you'll reach for every single day. They produce everything in small batches, use recycled materials wherever possible, and they launch new jewelry collections every Friday. So there's always something shiny and new to look at. Plus, their pieces are really affordable, starting at just $39. And you can get 20% off right now with their summer sale. So the earrings I love, they're called the Dobby style. They're hoops dipped in 14 karat gold with these green aventurine charms. They're so pretty. It's totally a luxe look. It kind of looks like jade. Really pretty. I've gotten so many compliments on them. They're comfortable to wear and they're really versatile and they come with a 365-day warranty. And the best part is Ana Luisa. Once again, that's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. They're having a summer sale. So you can get 20% off right now using our exclusive link, which is shop.analuisa.com slash breaking sun. That's right. It's 20% off all products during their summer sale using our exclusive link, which I'm going to share on our blog and in our show notes. I absolutely recommend checking out Ana Luisa. That's shop.analuisa.com slash breaking sun. I love them. Their pieces start at just $39 and you can get 20% off all products with their summer sale. On social, you can check out their hashtag, hashtag Ana Luisa NY. Now back to the show. So today we're going to talk about adult acne. And honestly, I struggle with this. The struggle is so real. It's annoying. And first of all, from your perspective as an esthetician with all of your experience, how would you define adult acne versus like teen acne? So adult acne tends to be different in the sense that it oftentimes it's more cystic, you know, the hard mm-hmm. sore knots under the skin. Um, not to say teens can't have that, but more adults tend to have that. Women tend to get more adult acne than men because women's hormones increase with age and men's hormones uh, calm down with age. So totally not fair. Adult acne tends to be more occasional, you know? I mean, it can be frequent for some people, but generally, you know, it's around a monthly cycle for a female. And it's a little more, you know, there's less oil with the skin as you get older. So it's also often harder to treat because, you don't want to dry out your skin because you're also dealing with fine lines and, you know, the the aging concerns you have. And so it has to be treated differently. And I think no one likes to get acne when they're a teenager, but when you're an adult, you're like, are we done with this now? And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's just, you're dealing with wrinkles and acne. And so it's just very confusing as a consumer how to balance both of those needs. And mm-hmm. yeah, totally. So it's, just, it's just frustrating all the way around for sure. So what are some of these causes or root causes of adult acne? What we know is acne is a disease of the skin for which there is no cure. We can try to control it, but trust me, if we knew the cure, I mean, all these years later, as much research has been done on skin, people still get breakouts, right? And so mm-hmm. we don't know why. You know, sometimes acne is just a case of bad luck. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's really hard to know the underlying cause. I would say the one thing, because I don't think, you know, diet, I mean, people love to talk about 
how eating healthy will make their skin clear. And that can be the case for some people, but it's not, it's not that simple. Just drink water, guys. Just drink water. Exactly, right? <laughs> That's clear it all up. It. Right. Get <laughs> sleep, drink water, you're good. The one that is kind of the most concrete that I find is that for a lot of people, if the cystic acne, if they get cystic acne in the chin and jawline area, definitely dairy can have a play to that, a play into that. Mm-hmm. So if somebody, I tell people if that's kind of their their area and it's more of those cysts, try cutting out dairy for two to three weeks, see what happens. And, you know, for a lot of people, literally one bowl of ice cream and they're broken out the next day. So that is the one that's like kind of the most concrete, you know, related to acne, but everything else is just kind of all up in the air. You know, can eating clean and maybe going gluten-free help some people, some, you know, maybe, but it's just not that way for everyone. And that's what's so challenging about it is like, you have to kind of play detective. And so on my blog, Mm -hmm. I certainly have blog posts about different reasons why, but again, like people could exhaust all those options and still break out. And, you know, it's, and that's why you need kind of, you know, intervention from a skincare professional, be it a dermatologist or an esthetician, a good skincare routine. And, but even then, you know, it still may, may not be the cure-all. You have such a good point there because I had really bad whiteheads was what I had in my, I don't have them anymore now that I'm around 40. But uh, when I was in my twenties and my early thirties, and it's, it was hard because it was that time of the month always. And truthfully, it was only going on the pill that really ultimately helped the situation. But, you know, we are here to talk about skincare today. So I assume like there's still improvements you can make through like your routine and things like that, right? Like not all, maybe not yeah, for sure. from night and day, but yeah, it helps, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. I think the biggest challenge that certainly I've seen in my career as an esthetician is that Acne tends to be put as a category of skin, right? It's dry, normal, oily, acne sensitive or something. Like those are the skin types for a lot of brands. And to be put into an acne routine is, you know, all acne is not equal. You know, somebody who breaks out just around their cycle versus a new blemish every single day are they going to use the same routine? Of course not, you know? if mm-hmm. And there's different types of acne. A cystic blemish is very different than one that comes to the surface like a pustule, right? Like mm-hmm. they're different. And someone also can be really oily and somebody's not so oily. And so just to kind of put people in this generic category of, oh, here's an acne routine you can use is, is not super helpful. So, and that's why mm-hmm. a skincare professional is helpful because it's about kind of curating you know, a home routine to help that. And then somebody guides you into professional treatment. So, you know, sometimes you do want to do skin peels. Sometimes, you know, maybe Accutane is an option for somebody, you know, and, and I mean, I typically suggest seeing a dermatologist to discuss the option of something like Accutane when they've exhausted every option and they just want a solution, you know? So certainly I have a lot of clients that I work with in LA that are celebrities. I work with a lot of, you know, young Hollywood and sometimes, you know, they're on a movie set and they just, you know, they just have to get on Accutane. And, you know, Mm -hmm. certainly Accutane has got a bad reputation, but there are far more people that have had great results with it, you know, as long as they follow the doctor's instructions or whatever. But, that may be an option. And so I think with acne, it's, you know, first and foremost, it's a it's a routine that's really catered 
to how much acne you get. And, and again, like, I mean, if you're only getting acne on the chin and jawline area, then you don't need to be using acne products everywhere else. So sometimes, you know, you're, you're going to just do a separate routine, chin and jawline area, right? And, mm-hmm. and kind of treat that area separately. I'm curious, you mentioned that you see a lot of cystic acne in adults. What is cystic acne? And why do you, why do you think you see it more in adult acne? Yeah. So I think it has to do with the fact that we're less oily as we get older. So typically a lot of clogged pores and whiteheads, you know, those tend to be um, fueled by a lot of oil in the skin. So maybe Mm -hmm. those types of breakouts aren't as prevalent. Yeah. I don't know why adult acne, you know, it oftentimes is cystic, but it is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, every blemish, if you never touch it, never do anything with it, it has a life cycle to it and it's going to do what it wants to do. Cystic acne is the one that's the most tough because it forms deep within the skin and then never comes to the surface. So the whitehead, the infection doesn't release you know, through the surface. And so oftentimes treating it topically with a drying product you know, is going to just leave your skin dried out on top with a cyst underneath. And so you don't get very far with that because the infection is deep under the skin, but your body will reabsorb that infection. And so that's the hard thing with cystic acne is that you just kind of have to just let it run its course because it's not meant to come out through the surface of the skin. So it stays as an annoying bump and it's painful, you know, because they're usually very big, but you kind of just have to let it sit tight and run its course. The mistake that a lot of people make is because they feel something under there, right? There's that bump and it's painful and they're like, ooh, something's under there. I need to get it out. And people are treating that type of breakout like a regular breakout where they think it needs Mm -hmm. to be released. But again, if you just, you know, if you sat on your hands and never touched it, a true cyst will never come to a whitehead. It's just going to hang out, be annoying. It could hang out for a week or even longer. And then eventually it goes back down because like I said, your body reabsorbs it. And so you have to kind of respect, you know, I always say work with mother nature. Don't go against her. You know, you have to, so if you're trying to squeeze out a cyst, like you're just messing with mother nature. And then what's going to happen is you're going to get a bigger scar because you're trying to make something happen that doesn't want to happen. And so, you know, obviously a shameless plug, Renee Rillo Anti-Bump Solution is our number one best-selling product. So that's been a cure for a lot of people. I mean, I say the word- I've got it right here. Thank you. I say quote unquote cure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not curing anyone, but people will say all the time, you cured me. But that's, you know, of, of my 30 plus years of being an esthetician, I can honestly say that- Anti-bump solution is a great product to try if if you're dealing with that. Um, see if it works for you. And then a cortisone shot is certainly another alternative. And then maybe getting, you know, on Accutane or something like that is, mm-hmm. but again, talk to your doctor. But those are the only three things. And then cutting out dairy and mm-hmm. seeing if that's a problem. But other mm-hmm. than that, like, I don't have, I haven't found any other you know, miracle yeah. other than those options. But those are all great options. So people do have options. But the real point of difference is about this product, and I'm sure you would agree, Renee, is just like, it's not drying at all. Like, I just basically want in my adult life to use a skincare routine where I don't end up bleaching my towels. Like, is that too much right. to ask, I, you know? Right? <laughs> oh my God. And like, it just doesn't feel good when I'm using a different product that has some kind of peroxide in it. I bleach my towels. I'm like, what is that really doing to my skin over like a decade of using it? You know? Yeah. So I really do appreciate that this does not do that. And it's a lot more gentle. And I had a huge eruption on my chin like last Sunday and like, it's pretty much gone. 
So yeah, mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. it does. It does something. Yes, mm-hmm. it definitely works. <laughs> and on that note, Renee, I was going to ask, what is the number one mistake that people are making when it comes to treating adult acne? Like, is it about a teen method that's backfiring now? Or what, what do you think? So the mistake that people make is they will, the minute a blemish comes up, they'll apply something super drying, they'll light it on fire, throw battery acid on it, whatever they do to it. Like they, they're like, I'm gonna destroy you, right? <laughs> well, if you totally dry it out and this infection is trying to come out, now you've put a trap on that infection. And now this infection is going, hey, trying to get out, and now I got to hang out down here because I have no pathway to get out. So the longer that infection is sitting in the skin, it's stretching, one, your blemish is lasting longer, but two, it's stretching the surrounding skin tissue and setting off a melanin response. So already you're creating more unnecessary pigmentation. But the reason why people think that spot treatments work is because when you dry out the skin, skin cells go from clear and see-through to opaque. So we know that dry skin cells are kind of whitish looking, you know, or, you know, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they basically become less reflective with light, but they became kind of, yeah, kind of whitish looking. And that almost looks like a natural concealer because now this skin is dry and people go, oh, but I noticed my blemish is less red when I put this product on it. Well, it's because these white skin cells from from being dead and dry concealed the redness. So like mm-hmm. it gives you the illusion of thinking that it looks better, but really it's not. And so, yeah, so drying out the skin, this, this infection wants to come out. And so now, you know, it's sitting under there longer. And then when it does finally make its way around that dry skin to get a pathway to come out, have you ever squeezed a blemish before? And now you've got sheets of skin coming off because you dried <laughs> it out so much. And now you've got just peeling and peeling. And so that's super disruptive and that's going to create all this pigmentation. So it's just really, mm-hmm. you know, treating and then it you the put right concealer way. on top and the concealer's going on top of the scabby skin and it looks even worse. Right. Like, what I, do? I mean, hello to every makeup artist out there that's doing, you yeah. know, that's doing makeup for skin pickers. I mean, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a challenge when you've got all that going on. Even zit stickers, are they good for just drying it out without like, messing with it too much? Yeah, no, those, a lot of those can be really good because they're, you know, occlusive, they're kind of keeping a moist environment. So yes. And then also you're not going to be touching it because it's covered with something. Mm -hmm. So I think that's always a great thing. Yeah. Pausing for a quick break in partnership with The Inky List. So our most popular episode of all time also featured our guest today, Renee Rillo. And that chat was all about how to build your perfect skincare routine. And I think one of the reasons that it resonated with everyone so much is because there's just so many products available on the market and it's really tough to edit them down to exactly what you think might work for your exact skincare concerns. But not all of us have a hotline to an esthetician 24-7. So that's why I'm excited to tell you about the next best thing from the Inky List. So a lot of you may be familiar with the Inky List. That's I-N-K-E-Y. It's a budget-friendly skincare brand that centers its products around hero ingredients like vitamin C and salicylic acid and hyaluronic acid. And they really aim to arm skincare lovers with knowledge about what will work best in their personal routines. And now they've introduced... Hashtag Ask Inky, which is a 24-7, 365-day-a-year service. So you can connect with the Inky List team via live chat on their website 
or DM on social media. And one of their skincare coaches will be able to answer your questions or give you personalized skincare advice right then and there. Genius. They also have a cool feature called Recipe Builder on their website, and that allows you to build a personalized recipe for your skin goals. It only takes two minutes and you get a completely personalized AM and PM skincare routine. So if you're confused about skincare or you have a question about your skin or the products that you should use, then you can check out hashtag Ask Inky on social media or follow at the Inky list on social and or visit their website, which is theinkylist.com to discover the right ingredients for you. Now back to the show. What's up, family? We are Terrell and Jarius, the host of Let's, Let's Go, Go there, there, where we will, in fact, go there every single week. Every Wednesday in this podcast, no topics are off limits for us. We will be pushing ourselves and you to see different perspectives, challenging what you think you know, and have fun all at the same time. So listen, I want you guys to go ahead and buckle up because going there is going to be the ride of your life. See you guys next week. We really wanted to try to give people some takeaway tips when it does come to their routine. Because like you said, with adult acne, I think the kind of risk involved is that you're just so focused on the acne that you're taking away from the these preventative aging steps that you could be taking or you're drying out your skin. So starting with um, cleansing, certainly as a teenager, you would, like you said, you'd go to the derm. They're going to hand you Cetaphil. Is 2021. I'm not going to use Cetaphil. <laughs> what would you recommend as a first step in cleansing if you have adult acne? Generally, it's a good practice that the less you dry out your skin, the better. And it, it, even if you're, you have a lot of acne, but you know, typically adults don't have as much, but the goal is you never want to dry out your skin. So I would say for an adult, don't use a traditional acne cleanser. You know, I would say, because a lot of the acne cleansers that you would find at the pharmacies are typically really drying. And right out of the gate, if you use something to wash your face that's drying out your skin, then everything else is trying to do repair work afterward. And you don't want to cause dead skin cell buildup because dead skin cell buildup puts the skin in a state of dehydration. It's going to cause the skin to pump out more oil. And, you know, oil is kind of an underlying cause of acne. And you just don't want to strip your skin with the first product that touches your face. So I would say something, I do like the idea of a low foaming cleanser. So you always want to, versus a cleansing lotion, right? I would definitely use something more on the gel side. But if you massage it in your hands with a little bit of water, the general rule is the bigger the bubble, the more lather, the more drying it is. So look for something that has more of a froth or a low foam. And I know you guys know what sulfate-free is, so look for something that's sulfate-free. But I just say you always want to use a gentle cleanser. But then after you wash your face, the golden minute is what I call it. No matter what you use with, if you don't follow my golden minute rule, you're going to dehydrate, which is when your skin is wet after you've washed your face, you have about a 60-second window before the water starts to evaporate, and it's also going to evaporate water out of the skin. So sometimes people will say, but Renee, I'm using one of your cleansers, and it's so, you know, you say it's so gentle, but my skin feels tight afterward. And I say, well, are you getting on your next product, you know, within 60 seconds? And they're like, oh, no. So Anything that you wash with, if you wait five minutes or something before you're putting on your next product, all that moisture evaporation will get drawn out of the skin. So definitely work mm -hmm. quickly after you wash your face. 
Yeah. And so it helps with absorption, right? That next step, if your skin's still moist. Well, basically you still have a moist environment in the skin when the skin is wet, but you know, there's Mm -hmm. a, a process called osmosis, particularly in the winter when the air is dry, it looks for moisture wherever it can get it. And water acts as a magnet. So if your skin is wet from washing your face, it attracts the water from the deeper layers of the skin because, like I said, it acts as a magnet, and they're going to go to the driest area, which is the air. So this is most, you know, that 60-second, you know, golden minute is really important in the winter. You you know, but if you're, if it's summer and it's humid out, you have a little bit more time after that. But mm-hmm. generally, I tell people within 60 seconds, get on your next product because you don't want to dehydrate the skin. What's your feeling on double cleansing for acneic types? Is it a must or optional? If you're wearing really heavy makeup, so let's just say stage makeup, right? That's like the heaviest. Then, yeah, you're going to want to use some sort of oil or cleansing balm to break that down. But if you're just wearing foundation makeup, even a heavy hand with a with a foundation makeup, you know, a foaming gentle gel should take it off just fine. But yes, you need to wash your face. But sometimes what you should do is even with a foaming gel, maybe wash twice, you know, because I don't love the idea of people with acne, particularly clogged pores, using an oil if they don't have to. So, but the key with washing your skin and getting makeup off is to make sure that you're using a washcloth afterwards. So cleansers basically will break down and dissolve makeup. And then as you wash your face, you know, a lot of that's getting rinsed away, but a lot of like longer wear foundations, you know, they're meant to hold up to sweating and, and, you know, perspiration, things like that. So it's the wiping action that you get from a washcloth, ideally a baby washcloth, because it's gentler. That's what's really taking off the makeup residue. So don't just splash Mm -hmm. your skin and go on to your next product. You have to use a baby washcloth or, Mm -hmm. or sponges or something like that. Yeah. That's why I like those face halos and like the makeup eraser as a, as a first step too, yeah. because then you, you know, you're not necessarily using more product, but you're getting, right. you're getting it off and you're getting that bit of exfoliation and all the things. But anyway, let's talk about exfoliation. What is the best, like, what would you recommend for exfoliating for adult acne? Cause again, back in the day, it would be like those hard hearts, like an apricot scrub. And certainly we wouldn't use that today. So is it about exfoliating toners or what would you recommend for adult acne? You know, so we know that acids are tried and true, right? I started working with them in the early nineties and acids, you know, and I've been such a huge fan of acids all these years. I have four different acid serums in my line. I have an acid peel as well, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of acids. Um, what's happened now is now there's you know, because originally like glycolic was the OG, like that's, you know, that was it. And then eventually lactic came out and salicylic and now there's all different ones. But chemical exfoliants are acids and physical exfoliants are scrubs or sonic cleansing brushes, anything that does kind of more of a manual lifting off type exfoliation. But I think they're both really important. And so acids, when they go on the skin, They lower the pH of the skin, put the skin in an acidic state and work to digest and dissolve dead skin cells that can cause pores to get trapped. And salicylic in particular is kind of the best one for acne because it's oil soluble and can actually go into the pore lining and help clear it out. And when you have quote unquote clear pores, you can definitely um, get lesser breakout activity if your pores are clearer. I love a leave-on acid product because 
It has the ability to hug the skin, work longer, dissolve into the pores better, and gets better, longer-lasting results versus a water-based kind of wipe-on. Because, I mean, those definitely can work for sure. Um, Water does penetrate the skin pretty fast, so you can get some absorption from it. But they just evaporate really quickly, and so it's it's like a quick hit. And I like the idea of leaving a acid serum that can also have hydrating ingredients in it on the skin overnight and just kind of give a a longer, allow it to work kind of better. Yeah. 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 And especially when it comes Mm -hmm. to salicylic, I think it needs to be left on the skin longer, but those are all great for breakout prevention. I don't think it entirely helps with cystic acne, unfortunately, but more for clogged pores and whiteheads and pustules and things like that. I think that's where it's most beneficial. I think also fading scars. That's where I find the biggest benefit. Yeah. Exactly. So what I was going to go into was, so yeah, so Mm -hmm. we know that acids dissolve and digest the dead skin cells. And with that is discoloration. But this is why I like physical exfoliants because they do a lifting action that actually help lift off pigmentation because you can dissolve things, but if your skin cell turnover slower, you know, certainly that comes with age, you know, it's not the, if you don't get that lifting action to actually lift them off, then the pigmentation isn't coming off as much. So I have a blog post talking about like this unpopular product should still stay in your routine. And the post is all about about facial scrubs because they seem old school, right? Now we know we don't want the the harsh ones with the apricot kernels because they can do the micro tears, but you know, scrubs, you know, are rounded beads like jojoba beads, you know, and they're also not bad for the environment. And but it's that polishing action that really makes a big difference. And so in people with melasma, you know, any kind of discoloration, when you use a facial scrub, you can really lift that off and see much brighter, more even toned skin. So, okay, I think I think we need some specifics here. What are a few favorites? I'm sure you have one from your line, probably. And then, are there others? Maybe different price points and brands. Let me tell you this little fun story. So, my unfortunately now late husband, but he had a brown spot on his face, which is discoloration. And he's a guy, you know, and he didn't care, but it bothered me. And so anytime <laughs> he's like on the couch watching TV, I'll dab a little acid serum on this little brown spot. It was probably like, I guess you would call it like an age spot, I guess is really what it was. But um, but it was this one, it was probably the size of like a pea or something. And so he'd be sitting there and I'd dab an acid on and that would, you know, that would help every time I do that a little bit. And then I had a prescription skin bleach that once in a while I'd put on there But where I noticed the biggest difference when it got lighter, I do think those things were helping and again, dissolving and that sort of thing. But it was when he shaved his face. So every time he Mm. shaved, Mm -hmm. it would literally after shaving, it'd be 30% lighter just from one shaving. Mm. And it's because, Mm. you know, again, I think the bleach and the acids did their job, but it was that physical lifting off and removal Mm -hmm. where it got so much lighter. And so that's why I was, and I certainly know working in the treatment room that physical polishing, things like, you know, microdermabrasion back in the day certainly made a difference. Now Mm -hmm. I do something called bioabrasion, which is much gentler. But yeah, it's that lifting action that makes a big difference. So you can do that in different ways. One of the ways you can do it is certainly just to use a traditional face scrub. But again, look for round beads. I have one in my line called mint buffing beads. Or you can also do dermaplaning, right? So, you know, you can buy the Mm -hmm. little razors, you know, to use at home. That does an amazing physical exfoliation. You're, you know, that because mm-hmm. again, it's no different than him shaving, right? So you can do mm-hmm. that. 
once a week, and that can lift it off. A sonic cleansing brush certainly gives the same type of action. Um, you want to yeah. be careful mm -hmm. not to press that down on the skin. Um, even a gentle washcloth, you know, that that does a very mild mm -hmm. form of lifting off as well. So all of those options are good. That's an interesting idea because I'd be intimidated to do a full face dermaplaning, but I do have one stubborn spot here. Like maybe I just do that one spot. Yeah. Yeah. You for know? Sure. Yeah. I was just going to make mention, and I think our listeners would want to know this too, that Versed Skincare, which is a drugstore brand at Target, they just yeah. came out with a at-home dermaplaning tool. That's right. It's, oh, it's yeah, really yeah. affordable. It's like less, yeah. th I think it's like 20 bucks-ish. And yeah. it comes mm -hmm. with like, I think four replacement blades and you, you have the tool, the wand, and then you can just buy the replacement blades. So right. that might be something to try as well. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. interesting to see these tools sort of roll out for at-home use, right? Yeah, right. Because mm -hmm. dermaplaning, you know, I've used it on clients for years. And if somebody had melasma, that was one of the, you know, the treatments that I would do with them. I would first do a peel mm -hmm. and then I would do that. And they got great results. And then also, mm -hmm. you know, obviously with the blade, people have to be aware that your peach fuzz is going to go away, which for most people, they welcome that. So yeah, yeah. Just yeah. don't do it on active breakouts, guys. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> okay. So let's talk about some targeted treatments or serums. Typically, you, you definitely see this with anti-aging products. And I'm curious if there is like an ingredient or something in particular that you think could help both with adult acne and anti-aging at the same time. So retinol, which is considered, you know, it's vitamin A, but that's kind of your over-the-counter that you can use. I don't, I haven't found in my experience that that's been beneficial for acne. It's the prescription mm. retinoids, the retinoic acid, mm. that's more beneficial for acne. So I think a lot of, you know, and, and obviously I'm sure there's, you know, there's not a rule to all of this, but I'm sure there's some people that are like, oh, I started using retinol and my acne got better. But typically <laughs> if somebody is dealing with acne, I think a prescription is the way to go. They'll get a better result with that. I have not found a prescription retinoid. I mean, generally they, those aren't beneficial for um, cystic acne where prescription retinoids, you know, they kind of reprogram the skin to function in a healthier way. But I find that it's more for people with clogged pores. I don't find mm -hmm. as much, it's it's as helpful for people that get pustules and more inflamed type acne. But if somebody has a lot of clogged bumps and clogged pores and blackheads, and you know, I think a prescription works really well for that. But yeah, managing the side effects certainly of a prescription is challenging because if you get really dried out, again, how we talked about earlier, then dry skin cells mm -hmm. keep oil trapped and clogged in the pores, and then breakouts can kind of get worse, which is why a lot of times people will actually break out for a while. At first, when they start using a prescription retinoid, you know, and eventually kind of your skin gets used to it and you get less dry. So that's kind of one of the reasons for it. I think the best way to look at it is you want a balance of a lot of different things on your skin when you're using a retinol or a retinoid. And what I mean by that is you might alternate nights, right? So one night you'll mm -hmm. use your retinol or retinoid and then go off of it. And then the next night use maybe a really hydrating serum to really kind of keep balance and, and moisture in the skin. And then the next night, you know, for a serum, I mean, you're always going to want to use moisturizer, but I like using targeted serums. Then the next night use 
Well, actually, yeah, so this is how I recommend it. Certainly if you're using a prescription retinoid, the visible flakiness and dryness that occurs usually takes two days. So what you do is the first night you use a prescription retinoid or, or a retinol, but retinols typically don't give you the flakiness the way a prescription will. But then the next night, just use a hydrator, something with antioxidants, something just you know, feels good, hydrate the skin, keep water levels in the skin high. And then the next night, which is the 48 hours after you used the retinol or prescription retinoid is when the skin gets dry. At that point, you use an exfoliating acid on the skin. So use one for your skin type. If you have more acne, use a more acne-focused one. But using an acid serum while you sleep will help dissolve and digest the dead skin cells that were caused Mm. two days earlier. Then, Then the next night, go back to your retinoid again because now... The dryness has been managed, you remove that dry skin cells, and then the retinoid can penetrate further within the skin because you use the acid the night before. And I like repeating that. So night one, a retinoid, night two, a hydrating serum, and night three, an acid, and then just keep repeating that. Just to get specific for people, like what kind of acid should they be looking for on a label? Like BHA or... I like multi-acids because they all have their own benefits. So you kind of get the best of all worlds. So like, I mean, you could use an acid serum that just has straight salicylic acid, but glycolic and lactic have their benefits as well. So I would say something with salicylic acid in it, if you're more acne prone, and then for those that don't have acne, just use something with glycolic, lactic, or Mm -hmm. tartaric, or any of the other Mm -hmm. acids. So salicylic acid is the key one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about that alpha beta peel from Dr. Dennis Gross. It's just so epic because it's all of those things on one peel pad, right? Yeah, right. And then neutralizing the peel. So all the acids have their benefits. So, you know, to me, a good good acne, if you're using, yeah, use salicylic with some other acids because they all kind of, you know, have their own purpose. So you just wouldn't want to use just Mm -hmm. salicylic acid, especially for adult acne. Right. And then speaking of moisturizer, because like, again, I feel like the older you get, you get dehydrated. And so I wondered if, again, you're battling acne at the same time. So what is the best kind of moisturizer to reach for? Is it about the texture or, I mean, you can also use hydrating toners, right? Sure. You can use an essence, right? That's what I recommend to a lot of people. If they're feeling like they need the hydration, but they're concerned about using a moisturizer that's too rich, use an essence. Mm -hmm. So after you cleanse your skin within 60 seconds, wipe over with an essence. And so for those of you that don't know what it is, an essence is basically a serum infused toner is essentially what it is. And so you wipe it over the skin, leave it damp, maybe wipe it over the skin again, get a second layer of it so that the skin's really, really kind of plumped and hydrated. And then you can use a lighter moisturizer on top of that. And yeah, because I mean, moisturizers aren't technically the cause of acne, but you Mm -hmm. just, it's better to err on the side of caution with using something a little lighter if you Mm -hmm. do have breakouts. Mm -hmm. It's no different than foundation. You know, foundation's, Liquid foundations, certainly primers, like the, I think those can be a culprit um, for certainly more so for clogged pores, but, you know, you always want to find something a little bit on Mm -hmm. the lighter side. You know, you don't want to, you know, Mm -hmm. so a lot of people are like, oh, but I want a dewy glow. So, but if they have acne, Mm -hmm. I recommend trying to find a foundation that's a little lighter, something maybe that's called, you know, oil-free or whatever. And then to get more of a glow, use some sort of shimmery powder on the face to make the skin light reflective, but don't try to get all that dewiness, gooiness from your foundation. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. I think it's interesting because, you know, some people believe that hydrating toners, like 
don't serve a purpose. I've heard people say that, you know, if you have a moisturizer that really works, you don't need a hydrating toner. But I'm of the opinion going back to, again, the issue that I had in my early 20s with adult acne. Like, I wish I knew about hydrating toners back then because I would have just used that instead of moisturizer and just used that with sunscreen, Mm. you know, because it's not adding any layer of, you know, thickness or clogging my pores. And it's like you've said, sunscreen is what's really important. So I'd sooner ditch the moisturizer myself. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up the moisturizer thing because it's important to know, especially for people that do have adult acne, where we are wanting to keep things a little lighter on the skin. All moisturizers have a blend of, you know, emollients and, you know, moisturizing ingredients in it, but they're also the same consistency as sunscreens, right? Unless you're using a powder sunscreen, but if you put a sunscreen on, it has the same texture as a moisturizer. So they're being formulated the same general way and the same general base, which means your sunscreen can be your moisturizer. You don't need to use another moisturizer, right? So a lot of times people use two different products. Oh, my, I'm using a moisturizer because that's what I've always been told. You need to use a moisturizer. And then I'll use the sunscreen on top. Use your sunscreen as your moisturizer because again, it's formulated the same way. It has moisturizing capabilities in it. And the goal is to have the skin, you know, not have as much heaviness, you know, if you don't have to have it, certainly, especially in the summer. So I would definitely skip moisturizer and just rely on your sunscreen as a moisturizer. And plus, when you have moisturizer on underneath, then you're kind of coating the skin cells and maybe your sunscreen isn't able to protect the skin cells as well because you've already kind of coated them with a non-sunscreen product. And so um, I just always, you know, every day I cleanse, tone, vitamin C serum, and then use my sunscreen, which acts as my moisturizer. And I apply it with a heavy hand and then it dries to a matte finish. And But if I put moisturizer on underneath, it would just be too much for my skin. Okay. And I want to ask this. This is also was a question from Tanya in our Facebook group. I can relate to this. And she asks, why do some products seem to work well for a while? And then all of a sudden they don't anymore. I mean, I can attest to this. You get on a routine, you're like sailing along and then boom, like your chin erupts. So is yeah. it like your skin's getting used to the routine or what's happening there? <laughs> so the reality is your skin doesn't get used to products and stop working. There's no receptors within the skin that all of a sudden one day says, I'm done, right? Like I'm bored. Give me something new. Like that just doesn't happen. Your skin changes. And so therefore you need new things different times, right? One thing I'll mention about skin getting used to products particularly as we spoke about acids. If someone's not used to using acids, when they start using it, an acid, because they really are such miracle workers and you can see a difference and there's a lot of immediate gratification there, people are like, oh my gosh, my skin's, you know, my breakout marks are fading. My skin looks so much smoother. It's glowier. It feels better. It's softer to the touch, all of that. Well, once they're consistently using it, after a while, that's the new normal, right? And so some people will go, Mm -hmm. well, geez, Renee, you know, I started using one of your acid serums and, oh my God, I felt like it worked so well in the beginning, but now I don't feel Mm -hmm. like it works as much. Well, it's because- Chasing that high. We're chasing the high. Yeah, I know. I've been there. (laughs) But it's been the new normal. Now their skin is like looking great all the time, but it just wasn't such a contrast because they went from- not using it to using it. And then it's like, whoa. And now, exactly. now all of a sudden, yeah, they want they want a new hit. So I think with skincare products, <laughs> you know, they, you know, the general rule is stick with what's working. Um, but it, obviously for people with acne, they're always looking for something new because they're trying to 
cure the breakouts for which there really isn't a cure. So they're always looking to try the newest, latest, greatest, because they're trying to tackle a problem that's really, really hard to solve, unfortunately. Okay. So hopefully we have some really good takeaway tips for our listeners when it comes to their routine, but I don't want to close it out without talking about repairing past damage. So I know one of your most popular blog posts, Renee, is how can I fade my acne scars and dark marks? And you kind of mentioned as you grow older, the cell turnover, it's slowing down. So what is your top tip for that? So whether it's right away when you see that slight red discoloration or those deeper kind of indentations in the skin? It's so much easier to prevent it than it is to get rid of it once it's there, right? So really I want to, it's no different than sun damage, right? Like if you're suntanning all those years and then you go, all right, now I'm going to stay out of the sun. Well, now you have all the damage from the past and you got to figure out how to reverse it, right? That's why so many people are focused on preventative aging, right? So now you see a lot of awareness in people in their teenage years wearing sunscreen every day. I mean, boy, wouldn't we have loved to have known that way back when, right? But we were too busy with our suntan reflectors and baby oil to know that tip. But, but uh, so it's really about prevention. So the goal is treat your blemishes the right way. The less you do, I mean, literally, if you're going to do anything, do nothing at all, right? Like literally just let mother nature run their course because your healing processes are really strong. And, you know, just the less you mess with it, the better. So when it comes to post-breakout marks, so really, really just try not to touch it, try not to pick it, just leave it alone is probably the best thing. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. 